the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ron Geyer Roofing. The Bible describes events that will mark the last days or end times. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Matthew 24.44 tells us, Therefore you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect Him. Bible teacher Ron Geyer leads us through Scripture that will help us to remain strong in the Lord. End Time Insights with Bible teacher Ron Geyer starts now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Ron Geyer, everybody. End Time Insights. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the opportunity to talk to you, especially this week. It's been an exciting week, of course. I think politically, the state of electors has been accepted by the Congress, both House of Representatives and the Senate. So technically, according to man's process, President Trump has another 13 days, 14 days, 10 days in office, and then he's going to be replaced by Mr. Biden. And that's not what I've been believing for. So I do not accept that yet. You know, man does everything he can. But at the end of the day, what's that phrase? God's never late. He's always just on time. Well, according to the way I look, he's got another eight days, seven days, 10 days to work and do his magic here. And I am trusting God. I could give you several reasons why President Trump would not be elected. It could be due to his arrogance. It could be his mistakes with Israel. I know that's a biggie. And then again, it could be just that God has finished using President Trump for his purpose. I listen to Dave Reagan, Lamb and Lion Ministries, and I love him. He's great. He's fabulous. He's been a political science teacher for 20 or 30 years. He's been in full-time ministry, I think, that whole time. But he makes the statement that America is finished. We've been finished for a while. We've got a downhill slide that's been going on straight towards hell for decade after decade after decade after decade. President Trump was just an intervention, a godly intervention for the purposes of revealing to us, the church and the nation, what the possibilities for righteous America would look like. Well, we have rejected that wholesale. We have said we don't want that. The church was so divided over President Trump and we're even going in the wrong direction now. So I would not be surprised. God's perfect plan is salvation. And yet he He is understanding that he has to judge us for our sin in order for us to come to repentance. That's what Jesus was all about. But for those of us who still reject him in the midst of that grace, there is literally hell to pay. And we're steamrolling right towards that tribulation period. And if it stands that President Trump is removed and Biden becomes president, that's going to fast track even greater. I can give you, I can promise you, we will not be here as a church for four years. We will not go through that because the wrath of God is going to be unleashed on the lifestyle choices that they're going to incorporate as law in our nation. With the current state of affairs in America politically, with the election in mind, I take that as another opportunity to speak as a Christian with a Christian voice. Satan has already spoken. We know that. We've seen that. The politicians confirmed the election that was stolen. They gave it to Biden by accepting the illegal slate of electors. Antifa 
infiltrated the Patriot crowd that went to Washington. They created a violent disturbance. One lady lost her life. But they did that to blame Trump, to show that his people are unruly. There's all sorts of articles going out there that people came out there with American masks on. Christians don't wear a mask. That is the uniform of the Muslim. That's not the dress of the Christian. But they went out there with masks. They went out there with QAnon slogans and paraphernalia on their clothing. Just to paint the picture that the Trump crowd, the Christian crowd, is a bunch of unruly antagonists. And now they're trying to hang us when they didn't do anything about the people that did the organized, paid for, funded by Soros and others during the Portland riots. So it's just a double standard. That's what we're used to. That's what we expect. And Tifa infiltrated the Patriot crowd in Washington to create violent disturbances that could be blamed on the people of Trump. Giuliani, he's got evidence that the Dominion voting machines that were used in the Georgia runoff, they were casting ballots for registered voters who never bothered to show up to vote. I mean, this is the type of stuff that went on. I know it's true. Most of you probably know it's true. Those who have looked for it, that Sidney Powell, I think is her name, uh, Mr. Wood, Lynn Wood, uh, Giuliani, Trump, they know that they cheated. They know it. Yet you can't get the courts to accept it. Just another sign that they, they don't want to hear the evidence. They don't want to, they, they're not allowing the Trump team to present the evidence. Just another sign how far America has fallen. We are ripe for judgment. Dave Reagan made this statement the other day that, you know, America, we have fallen away. We've tried to ignore God and... And then after that, we got judgment by God. Then we tried to disobey God. That brought further judgment on our nation. Then we have rejected God outright. That brought further judgment. And now we've snubbed our vote. When we went ahead and we made the when we made homosexual marriage legal, we just snubbed our nose. We shook our fist in God's face and we said, "We don't care about your divine order. Who thinks you? Who who, who made you in charge of America? We know what we want, and we are redefining the divine order of God." So we've done that. And Dave Reagan says, we no longer have turned our backs. We're not shaking our fist in his face. We've not given him the cold shoulder. We've given him the finger. And I know that sounds gross and everything, yet that's what we have done. We defy him at every opportunity, and we're going to pay for that. We're going to pay for that really quickly. But you, as a Christian, you need to remember who you are. Second Corinthians 4.18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but while we look at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Let me say this. Continue to pray for God's perfect will to be done in this election. It's not over yet. And there's still time uh, while we are watching over the prayers that we've been praying the last several months. And you know that old saying that God is never late. He's always on time. He may wait till the last minute to show up. You know, he may not. But either way, we're going to serve our God. I believe President Trump has won the election. I believe he won it fair and square. I believe there is incontrovertible evidence gathered by Giuliani and others which prove the wide-scale voter fraud on several levels. The lies you're being fed by the media, their efforts, they're nearly unanimous now. It's just totally amazing. They got the rest of the never-Trump Republicans out of the closet. Uh, they don't want to hear our arguments. They don't want to hear the truth. They're just in Washington going to get along. And their hatred for Trump has become manifested. I think there's like six Republicans now that I still trust. And Mark Meadows is at the top of the list. The lies you are being fed by the Antichrist spirit. These lies have been perpetrated by the spirit of Antichrist. They have swept in tens of millions, probably hundreds of millions. There's only 330 million Americans. I bet you more than half, but generously more than half. 
They have been affected by the lying. Through this lying Antichrist spirit, Satan has America right where he wants us. He's got us scared, he's got us silent, and he's got us seduced. Proverbs twenty six twenty eight: A lying tongue hates those that it crushes. The Bible also has different translations. The Bible says a lying tongue hates those that it afflicts. A lying tongue hates those that it destroys. A lying tongue hates those that are wounded. After the decades after decades of lies from our media and our politician, Americans are in the place now. They are either wounded, they are afflicted, they are crushed, or they are destroyed. And that's what's happened. We have been intentionally crushed by these lies, by the continuous demonic assault by the media of lie after lie after lie. It has ruined us for God. Understand, Jesus said he was going to build his church, Matthew sixteen eighteen. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, the rock of revelation truth, the rock of the truth, that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Remember, Peter just answered him, who do men say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Messiah. Upon this truth, upon this rock, this foundational rock, I am going to build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So we see that there's a church, a true church in the earth, and it's the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. May I tell you also, Satan's also building a church. One church is built on truth, on love, and on faith. The other church is built on lies, hatred, and fear. I belong to the first church, the church where truth, love, and faith reign supreme. Many of you think you belong to that church, too. Unfortunately, I dare say, many of you don't. I'm sorry. My wife and I belong to the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. That's my church. That's who I am. That's how I live, by truth, faith, and love. I don't go to churches with the coward or the liar. That's not who I am. I don't worship with the deceived. I don't go to that type of church. Many want to be in this church. I don't belong to that type of church. I belong to the church of the living God. Many want to be in the church. They want to belong in the church that I belong to, the one that I talk about, the one that's written in the Bible. But many who think that they do belong to that church don't. They are imposters. They belong to Satan's church. They choose to support depraved sexual lifestyles. My church doesn't support that. The Church of the Living God, we don't support sexually depraved lifestyles where homosexuality is accepted, promoted. Pedophilia is being legal. I think it's Oregon now. They pass laws. They say it's legal in Oregon. That's Satan's church. They choose to support depraved sexual lifestyles. Nothing more quickly will take you to hell and destroy your life here on this earth. They support those who promote the murder of our children. I don't go to that church either. They are replacing our godly government with a form of government that denies the existence of God himself. They're replacing capitalism, the representative republic, where they acknowledge that our rights and our freedoms are God-given, God-protected by our government. Well, they are changing that form of government now, uh, Biden and Harris and their crowd, and that's a church that removes God and they replace him with themselves, with man. I don't go to that church either. This election has separated the men from the boys. It has separated the wicked from the good, the right from the wrong, the false from the real. This election was never about Biden or Trump. It wasn't even about good versus evil. This election is all about God versus you. And you have a choice to make. Many of you, many of you who call yourself Christians, pastors, entire churches have supported the wrong side. They have been at work for the Antichrist. The Bible says in Timothy, the servant of the Lord must not strive, but must be kind, gentle, 
in meekness, apt to teach, instructing those that oppose themselves. Perchance God would grant them repentance to the knowledge of the truth, that they would recover themselves out of the snare of the enemy who holds them captive to do his will. Many of you Christians are snared and you are being held captive by the enemy. You know, the Bible talks about, I think I've got that scripture here. I taught on it a couple of weeks ago. It talks about the fact that uh, he that walks in the fear of man gets a snare unto himself. You don't understand that. You become trapped by Satan when you walk in fear. And you cannot live like that because just as, as we read it, the Bible says Satan, once he's got you, here it is, Proverbs twenty nine twenty five. the fear of man brings a snare. But whoever puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Because you guys are fearing something, it doesn't matter what it is. If you're scared of what man's going to do if you don't wear a mask in the store, if you're scared of what man's going to do, maybe take your license from you, maybe take your house, maybe not allow you to go food shopping anymore if you don't get the vaccine, that fear of man traps you. And that's what that scripture talks about. So many so-called Christians are trapped in this fear and Satan has them right where he wants them. It talks about the fact that they are being held captive by Satan to do his will. Well, I'm sorry, I don't go to that church either. The people that I go to church with, they're not scared like that. They don't work for Satan. They obey the word of God and they work for the living God. Many want to be in the church that I belong to, but many who think they are, they don't belong in there. They support all the wrong things. I don't go to church with them. I'm sorry. When I go to church, I worship the true living God. I obey the Lord Jesus Christ. And once again, you can support Biden, but then if you're going to support Biden, you're free will. You have that right. But if you're going to support Biden, you're going to support the murder of a children. You're going to support a depraved sexual lifestyle. You're going to support open borders. You're going to support a government that is anti-God where there is no God other than the government itself. And you will become, just like the Bible talks about, lovers of self where there are no restraints holding you anymore. Sorry, you're not a Christian. I don't go to that church either. You are in the wrong church. My family, my prayer group, let me see, we pray, well, we pray either Thursday night or Friday night, depending on people's work schedule. We pray with our church on Saturday night. We pray in the church again Sunday morning, intercessory prayer groups. My personal family group, my prayer group, my Bible study group, my Christian friends, we voted this election for good. We voted for righteousness. We voted for freedom. We voted for the Constitution. We voted for law and order. We voted for equality for everybody. We voted for Trump. Trump won. Satan and his people are stealing his victory. Man is at the end of his rope as far as the legal process of what they can do to overturn it. Now, in the, in the legal process that we brought forth where we're relying on the judges, honest judges, they've proven false. They will not allow our side to bring the evidence before them. They don't want to hear it. And even the senators and the congressmen, they have deserted our president. They have deserted righteousness. Dave Reagan is right. America has passed the point of no return. It is a continuous downhill slide. No, there is no end-time revival coming before the rapture of the church. There's only a final gleaning of souls that you've been praying for in our nation. Lost family members, lost friends, people that you've been interceding for for years and uh, months and uh, maybe even a decade or so. God will honor those prayers. But as far as a wholesale revival, I'm sorry, those days are gone. The next great revival is going to take place during the tribulation period where people will learn the fear of God up close and personal. But my Christian faith will fight for my country. People are saying, well, what does the church do now? N nothing's changed. You're still praying. You're still interceding. You're still fighting. You're fighting for souls. You're fighting for your country. Second Timothy 1.12. For which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. 
For I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I'll tell you, I have committed the care of my nation to God. Man has proven incapable. The church has proven to be too cowardly, too silenced by the fear, too ignorant, too unwilling to engage the enemy. Sorry, that's not the church I belong to. I don't know those people. I don't worship my Lord with those people. I don't pray with those people. You know, my wife, our prayer group, us, we're going to be like the three Hebrew children. We know our God will deliver us no matter what. We know. But even if he doesn't, they said, we're not going to bow down. We're not going to serve you, O king. We're not going to cower. We know our God. And we will not give in to your godlessness. We will not serve your God. For me, I will not bow before Biden's false God. I will honor my ungod. I will not honor any ungodly laws or mandates. I will not compromise my beliefs to avoid persecution. Oh, yes. And the persecution which will most surely come. No matter who wins, whether Trump does finally get in or whether Biden gets in, persecution will rise steeply, quickly, and it will rise with a vengeance. These are the end days. The people of God are being sought out. We're being separated within the church. And it's an amazing time right now because for me personally, who reads the Bible, who prays, who trusts God, who surrounded himself with men and women who love God, that are uncompromisingly faithful to the word of God, my eyes are open. You cannot run from the persecution. You can try, but you can't. You can't outrun it. If you're living godly, it's going to happen to you. It is a mark of your Christianity being persecuted. You won't be able to avoid it. And you shouldn't want to. It's the evidence of your godliness, your Christianity. Truth is, it's one of the best ways that you can get to know God that there is through persecution, through suffering. He always shows up there. I mean, it's it's right there for us in the Bible all the time. Israel's greatest miracles came under their times of greatest suffering, greatest persecutions. It's no different than the church. He will always find you. Truth is, God will always find you. He will always meet you in the midst of your suffering and your persecution. That's the God who I know, the God who I serve, the God who I love, the God who loves me. He's not a coward. He doesn't run from the trials, and he doesn't expect you to run. He expects you to trust him. You know, God gave us faith. The just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But not us. We are not those that draw back again unto sin, to doubt, to unbelief. We are those that believe to the saving of our souls, to the healing of my household, to the deliverance of my family, to the salvation of my nation. That's what I'm believing for. And I'm using my faith in that realm for victory for God. But you can't. Kenneth Copeland says this all the time. Don't throw down your faith. Cast not away your confidence. Don't throw your faith down. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. If you're not using your faith daily in your lifestyle, I I don't go to that church either. I go to a church where faith is the currency of the kingdom. If you're going to acquire things that you need to be a better witness for God, you're going to have to use your faith. If you're going to be victorious through these persecutions that are coming, you're going to have to use your faith. It's so important. Don't throw your faith down. In an age when God isn't really in our church services anymore, you can always find him on the battlefield waiting for us to show up. Yes, the end-time church of the living God, my church. We don't belong in a building anyway. We belong on the battlefield. You know, David, 
David, when David was on the battlefield, what did they say? They said, oh, David, Saul killed his thousands. Saul, David killed his 10,000. He did great. But when he should have been on the battlefield and he was upstairs looking out his window, real live pornography viewing from his castle window, he got in trouble. He fell. But no, if he had been where he was supposed to be, was in the battlefield, he would not have fallen to that temptation. He would not have lost that child. And it would be a different story about King David. But God's on the battlefield and he's waiting for us to show up. Yes, the end time church of the living God, the mighty church of the living God, my church, we don't belong in a building anyway. We belong on the battlefield. The current two-pronged battle of the church is the fight for souls and the fight for America. They demand we be nowhere else. This fight doesn't uh, take place in a church pew anyway. It takes place in our schools. It takes place in our places of business. It takes place in the government buildings, in the grocery stores, in shopping malls, and sports facilities. This is where we need to be, church, out from the church and be the church in the environment into which God has placed you. We all have a sphere of influence. We need to get out there and start representing for God. It takes place on social media. It takes place on TV and even radio. And hey, some of your battles for the Lord are even going to take place at your local family dinner table. Local churches, by the way, are no longer safe places. Nah, Satan's infiltrated them. He has a bigger voice than God does. The safest place you can be now is to be where God places you and where God wants you. And for today's church, that's the field of battle, doing the will of God. My wife and I and our friends and our prayer groups, our Bible study family, we aren't anybody special. We're just like you. We are born again children of God. Hopefully you are too. But for us, our strength is in that we know who we are. We know whose we are and we know what he's told us to do and how to do it. We may be made to feel pressured or uncomfortable, but we have no fear. We may be made to feel persecuted, but we're not going to run. We may be told to shut up. We're not going to be silent. We are what the Word of God says we are. We have no other agenda than to please God and to know Him better. Victory in that has already been assured. We can't fail. We won't go back. And there is no quit in us. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We have already been made kings and priests unto our God. As He is in heaven, so are we in this earth. We are above and not beneath. We are the head and not the tail. I love this scripture in Hebrews 10. It talks about the fact that the earth is not worthy that our feet should walk upon it. That's how God made us. That's who we are. The Bible says we are the redeemed of the Lord, and we proudly say so. We are the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. We are the children of the Most High God. He has caused all grace to abound to us, that we have all sufficiency in all things, abounding to every good work. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. This is who we are. This is how he made us. This is where we have victory, by obeying the word of God, by walking in the victories of God. Our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. We are a holy generation, a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, and we will show forth the praises and the glory of our God. Greater is the Lord Jesus Christ who lives in us than he that is in the world. If we ever get a revelation of that scripture, it will change the way we live. I'm giving you all these scriptures. I'm telling you all these truths so that you, too, will be fired up, passionate, and ready to go to take whatever punishment's coming, to do whatever is necessary to represent God, to win the lost, and to defend our nation. 
Don't forget the founding fathers. What did they do? They pledged their lives. They pledged their fortunes. They pledged their sacred honor in defense. We're going to open up a new land. We're going to come out from the tyranny of the British government and we're going to fight. And yes, we are willing to die in that fight. God has given us a spirit of power and love. We have no fear. We know who our God is and we will do great and mighty exploits. No weapon that is formed against us may prosper. We condemn every tongue that would rise up against us in judgment for this is the inheritance in the Lord and our right comes from him. That's the promises that God's given to us. He has given us all might. He's given us all power. He's given us all authority over the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. A thousand shall fall by my side, 10,000 at thy right hand, but it's not going to come near me. Our church, your church can be that church too. The church of the living God is always open for new members, but only to those who are willing to obey God may keep that membership. One last thought, one last reminder, and it comes from the Declaration of Independence. We owe these truths to be self-evident, that men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We got that from God, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That's where we got our government from. That's how we made our government. Amen. That whenever any form of government, this is where we are today, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to those ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish that government and institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form so as they shall seem most likely to affect our safety and our happiness. They're ragging on the people that went to Washington. I'm telling you, man, if they continue along these tracks of oppressing us and removing our freedoms, we may see a 1776 reprisal of the freedom that the people fought for. I mean, there are patriots out there, and they are sick and tired of this oppression by the government. We must stand tall in the church. We must support them in prayer. We must pray the perfect will of God for our nation. He loves us. He wants us to succeed. He wants us to know him. It is our duty to do that. Thank you for joining us for End Time Insights with Ron Geyer. Listen again next Sunday night at 8 on 100.7 The Word, where faith comes by hearing. You can also listen to the podcast of this program by going to kkht.com. If you would like to contact Ron, email him at gospelguy at comcast.net.